just last week. The entire planet was on subway watch, hoping and praying that this thing with everybody on board would be found and everybody would be alive. We just heard from the Coast Guard. They have found human remains and we're actually seeing big chunks of the wreckage brought, I believe, to a facility in Canada. That's a sub all torn apart. You see the cheap wires on the inside. It was not made of steel. It was made out of some sort of fiberglass. The whole thing was lunacy. And I'm sorry, Stockton Rush, rest in peace. But you were totally out to lunch on so many issues. He wasn't alone, though. He's not alone. The whole culture is out of whack right now. What he said, President Biden agrees with him. One of the things you'll find, there are other sub-operators out there, but they, they typically um, have uh, gentlemen who are ex-military submariners, and they you'll see a whole bunch of 50-year-old white guys. Um, I wanted our team to be younger, to be inspirational, and I'm not going to inspire a 16-year-old to, to go pursue marine technology. Perhaps not, because your science and methodology was so warped, but it had nothing to do with you being a 50-something-year-old white guy. It sounds so pejorative, and everybody is saying it, and I absolutely hate it. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. It matters maybe the hard work, maybe the diligence, maybe the attention to detail, which was not Stockton Rush's specialty, unfortunately. All right, moving on. Joe Biden sounds very, very guilty to me. Uh, he's getting angry. The evidence is mounting. Uh, we have more text messages from Hunter that seem to be threatening somebody in China, telling you better give me money or else. Joe was asked about it. Watch. President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? It's were you involved? You no, were you involved? I wasn't. I don't were you? No. No. He gets angry. Very angry. He's known to be a screamer behind closed doors, but this is getting under his skin. You know, they come at Trump all the time. He never actually loses his cool like that. Um, I do think he's guilty. And I think this, well, let's look at the new evidence, shall we, from the House Oversight Committee. More text messages from Hunter. Uh, this move to 5 million, 5M we believe is 5 million, is completely new to me and is not acceptable. Obviously, I can make $5 million in any law firm in America. If you, think about, if you think it's about money, it's not. As soon as you say that, you know it's exactly about money. He could not make that kind of money in a law firm. Uh, I'm sorry, given his personal proclivities, even with his connections, that would have been a big problem. But he's hassling the Chinese for not $5 million. He wants $10 million. Next, please. Text message goes on. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. The chairman, the chairman of this Chinese energy company with Communist Party ties and in communist intelligence officials teaming all over the place. What is the Biden family skill? What are the Bidens actually good at? It's not building buildings. <laughs> They're good at Washington stuff thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know is that the Biden family doesn't really have a business. There is no business structure around this family except politics. Yeah, politics and politics can be pretty seedy, really seedy. And look at these messages from last week. We saw what is his big claim to fame? Hunter Biden, his dad, 
My dad is right here with me, so you better pony up, right? My father, I am sitting here with my father. My father and I are waiting for your phone call. My father, the vice president of the United States. There is absolutely no way Joe Biden did not know of these communications. I mean, we know that a Burisma official met with Joe Biden when he was vice president. May I see that email, please, from uh, Mr. Vadim? Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. That's when his father was vice president. This is from a high-ranking Burisma official. They've been lying to us. Now, it's up to somebody else to figure out if they were breaking the law. If they weren't breaking the law, it's still pretty crummy, don't you think? And it's exactly what they said they weren't doing. And Hunter did get money from the Chinese, according to... Hunter's own attorneys, a joint venture with a privately owned legitimate energy company in China. As part of that joint venture, Hunter received his portion of good faith seed funds. Hunter Biden's legal team confirms that Hunter Biden received money from China. So when Joe pretended that his family received nothing from China, was he lying? Was he was he just getting it wrong? Let's take a look. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. It is terrible. And you know what's great, though? It's glad the reaction when Donald Trump says you're getting money from China. What? Watch this. You're getting money from China. Hello? He found that out? He's that clever? Yes, he is. And here you are. Yeah, I think you're lying. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. May I see that statement one more time from the Hunter Biden attorneys? Joint venture, joint venture, good seed, faith, all from China, all from China. Joe was lying and uh, the media are lying to us when they say that this has all been adjudicated and handled by a Trump appointed official. Right. Nothing to see here. It's a Trump appointed lawyer. Right. This guy, David Weiss, he's Trump appointed. So there are a couple of hard facts here. This was a Trump appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. U.S. attorney David Weiss. He was appointed by former President Trump. It was struck with a Trump appointed federal prosecutor, David Weiss, in Delaware. This is a sin of omission. They're leaving out the biggest part. Delaware is represented by two United States senators, and they're both Democrats. And customarily, and it happened this time, the senators recommend who the U.S. attorney is, and they both recommended this guy, Weiss. Glowing referrals of Weiss. He would be excellent, an excellent choice for U.S. attorney. A career prosecutor. I want to thank Mr. Weiss. Uh, he's great. We want Weiss. Both Democrats. Trump appointed it was a courtesy of Donald Trump. He followed their recommendation. Nobody, nobody reports that. Nobody bothers to look. Or maybe they know and they want to mislead. I don't know. But here's something. Folks are talking about another raid. You know the raid on Mar-a-Lago, right? How deeply offensive that was, I, I think, to all of us. August 8th, 2022, I'll never forget when I found out that FBI agents had gone into Mar-a-Lago. And now they may be going into Bedminster, 
word is that they uh, are trying to get a search warrant to go into Bedminster. That's in New Jersey. He's had a club there, I think, since the 1990s. And what are they looking for? Secret documents possibly related to Iran. Uh, we'll see about that. And let's talk about Iran for a moment. Who remembers in November of 2020? You probably don't, but they were trying to convince us that Donald Trump was keen on starting a war to take everybody's mind off of an illegal grab for power. Now, that's all fake news, but that's what they kind of said. Target Iran. Sources say President Trump recently asked his top advisors for options to attack Iran. There's been concern that he might make a move uh, against Iran in those final days. Asking about options for attacking Iran. Two major headlines this morning. The question is whether President Trump is hurting U.S. national security on his way out of office. Like Donald Trump just pulled this out of his back pocket. Let's attack uh, Iran. Why not? All right. The entire national security establishment was blinking warning lights because they were coming up on the one year anniversary of the assassination, the death of Soleimani. Remember him, the Iranian general who was uh, basically a terrorist killed by U.S. forces on January 3rd of 2020. The one year anniversary was coming up and Iran, they were flexing their muscle. Take a look at this. Reuters reported in early January uh, that they were going to enrich uranium. They were going to increase the enrichment. This is a serious thing. It's what the diplomats would call provocative. And people were worried about that one-year anniversary. What did the Pentagon do? They sent B-52s in the direction of Iran. Do not mess with us was the message. The entire defense establishment was, was together on this. We do not see conflict, but no one should underestimate our ability to defend our forces or to act decisively in response to any attack, said General McKenzie, the head of the Pentagon's Central Command, in a statement on Wednesday, Wednesday of January of 2021. And what did Iran do ultimately? They hit our embassy. They hit our embassy, the green zone in, in Baghdad. We traced it to them. We know that they were behind it. So Milley is running around saying Trump is a madman. He wanted to go to war, whereas this stuff was happening. Can I go to the tape, the audio that the prosecutor released? They think this is such a big deal. I think it's actually exculpatory. Listen. That's right. Trying to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him. They presented me this. This is off the record. So I just printed up all those articles from that time about what Iran was doing with their with their weapons and how they were attacking us and tensions were on the rise. And guess what? It's a big stack of papers. And it kind of sounds like it did in that audio tape. Next, please. But they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at him. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Now, if anything was, because they use articles, mainstream media articles all the time. They find their ways into intelligence briefings. Common, It's very commonplace. But what if there was something classified in there? Could it have been what The Intercept reported uh, earlier this year? 
a Pentagon contingency plan for war with Iran. We had a lot of those, and inside, the U.S. military allocated spending for secret contingency operations pertaining to an Iran war plan, according to classified Pentagon budget manual listing emergency and special programs reviewed by The Intercept. That came out in March. I did not see any great big furor that they printed something that was uh, classified, because remember, it's actually no big deal. It's no big deal when The Intercept does it, and if Donald Trump did it, well, consider this. The New York Times, the Bible for the swamp back in April of 2006. May I see? Yes. The leaking of secrets has long been a favorite tool of policy debate, political combat, and diplomatic one-upsmanship. What is happening is a total con job on the American people. They're not experienced with classified material. They don't know how this works, so they're being fooled, manipulated, and it may not take that many to manipulate. Just 12 jurors, perhaps? I don't think they'll get away with it, but this is a scam. All right? Are we clear on that? Hey, can I ask you this? What's going on with Joe Biden's face? Has anybody seen the straps? Yeah, he's getting some sort of treatment for sleep apnea. Do we buy this, folks? I'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this, the MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. So what's going on with Joe's face? May we see? He's got some sort of I don't know. Looks like he was wearing... I actually have no idea what's going on here. Uh, it's a unique angle, but if you look closely, it looks like there's some sort of impression in his cheek. So what do we think this is? We think it is... Well, we don't know, but here's what we're being told. It's a mask to treat sleep apnea like this guy is wearing. Joe Biden, they tell us, has sleep apnea. Let's look at that White House statement, please. Since 2008, the president has disclosed his history with sleep apnea in thorough medical reports. He used a CPAP machine last night, which is common for people with that history. Uh, sleep apnea, I kind of know what it is. It's kind of like snoring, but uh, you wake up. Let's see here. It is a common condition in which your breathing stops and restarts many times while you sleep which can prevent your body from getting enough oxygen. Okay, yes, I have heard about that. Um, it's actually not in his medical reports. Uh, it's not. I checked. Uh, but first, CNN is buying this hook, line, and sinker. This is something that a lot of people struggle with, and this is something that certainly can improve the health of people with this condition. 
It can. In fact, it might be even more of a story if President Biden wasn't using a CPAP machine. If you have sleep apnea, which we've known about for many years now, a CPAP machine, continuous positive airway pressure, is a great way to treat it. It would have been news if he what if he didn't have sleep. They just buy everything. Now, I went to it's February 2023 and they got everything in here from covid to his uh, electrocardiogram, his uh, cardio consultation, his hyperlipidemia, all sorts of blood work, uh, something about his feet, neuropathy of the feet. But there's nothing in here about sleep apnea. There's his dentist. His dentist appointment is in here, okay? That's 2023, February. November 2021 goes on here many, many pages. Again, the same kind of stuff. Gastro, he's got, what is that, Uh, acid reflux, Uh, something with his spine, but it's okay. Ankle, foot pain. Nothing in here about sleep apnea. That's weird. Now, when has the White House ever lied to us before? Could they be lying now? I think so. Keep your eye on Joe. All right. Paul Ryan, back in the news. Remember when he basically went out of his way to trip up Donald Trump's agenda? Yeah, that's what he did while he was in government. And that's what he's doing now that he's out of government. And who the president, who the Republicans should run. Yeah, so I I don't have that job anymore. So I'm very clear with look, it's a disaster if we nominate Trump. You know, I think that I've been saying this for a long time. But Liz is right, which is he could win. I think we lose with him. I think we're much more likely to lose. We haven't won anything with him since he first won in 16. We lost the House in 18, the presidency in 20, the, the Senate in 20, and we could have won the Senate in 2022, but for him. Are you- it's very rich coming from a guy who lost to Joe Biden in a debate. He lost to Joe Biden in a talking contest, all right? That was a winnable race, and he and Mitt Romney lost it. And he's going around pointing fingers at the greatest political force this country has seen in, what, 100 years? Next. Are you going to endorse Is Rupert going to tell you who to endorse? <laughs> no, I'm going to endorse whoever I want, but right <laughs> you're now... On the, you're on the board of Fox. That's why I, I said it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It, it's I'm for anybody not named Trump. Humana, 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 humana. He does have a boss over there at Fox News, and we all know who they like at Fox News. It's not Trump. Next, please. And I think voters are going to realize his baggage is so big, we're not going to win with him. And there are all these other Republicans that, they, that they're fine with that could win. So I think there's plenty of Republicans that can traffic with MAGA and win the suburban vote we'll in the White House. Did, did, you, did you watch Succession? Have you seen it? I did watch Succession. So that guy was picking president, so it wasn't crazy it for me, like wasn't crazy for me to ask you that. It wasn't crazy for me to ask you that. That's not real. Thank you, Paul. You Talking about succession where a company just like Fox News picks the next president of the United States by calling elections early. It's kind of fascinating. That's what they're getting at over there. He's talking about baggage. You know, I know that Paul, Rand Paul, what's his name again? Paul Ryan, sorry, and his running mate Mitt Romney, both squeaky clean guys, right? Very squeaky clean. And that's great. But they lost. They lost a winnable race. And for him to sit there so smugly as the 45th Speaker of the House of Representatives. Take a look at this. He still goes around. This is a title. I'm sorry. 54th Speaker. I I think I'm mildly dyslexic. 54th Speaker of the House of Representatives. Uh, He goes around like that. He sells what the country gave him, but he keeps the money now. Remember this. Any guy who has three portraits of himself at the office is a very strange guy. (laughs) 
in 2018 for this committee. He got one for that committee. He got one. And for being Speaker of the House, he gets another one. So out of touch. How about that? Uh, oh, here's something. How do we get a guy like Alvin Bragg? Do you remember him? The prosecutor going after Donald Trump. How did this guy become an elected official? How did Eric Adams become an elected official? A totally incompetent narcissist, right? Well, one of the tricks they use, and it's very anti-democratic, primary day in New York City is the last day of school. It was yesterday. Nobody knows it's primary day. <laughs> they don't know and they don't go. It's incredible. June 27th, nobody is thinking about politics in New York uh, at the local level. And this is trickery they're using all across the country, not just New York. New York used to be in, uh, let's see, in the fall, in September. That's when people were thinking about politics. Other states have done the same thing. Back in 2022, look at these. Everybody has it in the summer, in August. It's a strange time to have a primary. Those same states back in 2002, after the kids were back in school, after things really started, that's when the primary was. Rescheduling the primaries is done to discourage voter turnout. And so nobody shows up. Alvin Bragg, district attorney in New York County, Manhattan. How many people do you think voted for him? 85,000 in a city of 8 million. Okay, 8 million. I think we missed the decimal point. I think it's 1.06, but whatever. Uh, Eric Adams. Eric Adams. How many people voted for him on the last day of school? 289,000. That's three out of 8 million people. That's all it takes to win. And we've got another problem here. Yesterday, this individual won. Youssef Salam, he is a new Democrat city councilman. And do you recognize the name? Do you recognize the face? Listen to him. Having to be kidnapped from my home yeah. as a 15-year-old child. To be lodged in the belly of the beast. Right. All right. He's not really dressed like a public servant, is he? All right. I think, no, that's not what they're supposed to dress like. I think that's a little bit self-involved. It's one thing if he, anyway, this is one of the Central Park Five. Hmm? Do you remember what happened in 1989? That woman was horribly, horribly assaulted and raped. And he was one of the suspects and he was ultimately convicted. Now, there's a lot of fake news going around about this case. Um, there were confessions, videotaped confessions of his accomplices, yes, and he was implicated. In court, it was proven that he confessed to a police officer that he did the following. Yusuf Salam, as a teenager, he said he carried a 12-inch long metal pipe that was given to him by a friend for safekeeping. And what else happened? Salam had confessed to hitting the woman jogger twice with the pipe and had fondled her breasts. And now he's going to the New York City Council. Um, now, there is fake news out there that these guys have been exonerated. That is not true. The verdict was vacated. That is totally different than an exoneration. The city believes that these men are guilty to this day because they are. Now, why is this important? Because he's a giant step closer to being mayor of the city of New York. Bill de Blasio started just a few years before the mayorship as, uh, as a councilman. 
So it doesn't take many people to do this. How many people voted for Yusef Salam on the last day of school? 5,000. 5,000 people makes him a city councilman and uh, possibly a future mayor. This is uh, quite a strange time, isn't it? All right, now this. The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. That was really weird, wasn't it? E. Jean Carroll. It's amazing they let her into court. She sued a totally ridiculous case that was permitted by the governor. They signed a special law so she could launch this lawsuit. Uh, as you know, the, the alleged incident took place in the 1990s. Impossible, really, to defend yourself against. So I am pleased that Donald Trump is countersuing for defamation. E. Jean Carroll has done quite well so far, actually. She has new friends, new money, and they gave her a new look and some media training. She no longer says quite such outlandish things, and you can see they, uh, they gave her a once-over at the beauty parlor. They're trying to say that Donald Trump can't countersue because the statute of limitations is up on his defamation claim. I don't quite understand that. The original thing happened in the 1990s, and he can't countersue for something that happened in the past two years. It's ludicrous, but this is where we are. Good luck on that lawsuit, and we'll be right back. It's true. I am an America first, liberty loving Latino. That's why I know this country is worth fighting for. That's why the Chris Salcedo Show will always tell you the truth. The Chris Salcedo Show for the news you need to know. Hey, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily podcast, your 20 minute daily news update. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed, quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever. Gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code GREG to save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code GREG, and shipping is free. All right, this whole Russia situation and Ukraine... I am thoroughly confused, but uh, we're going to bring in some experts. This uh, Prozogian guy, uh, head of the Wagner Group, so mean and vicious and, well, possibly dead because he crossed Putin. And uh, this other individual, Shoigu, who this guy hates, might also be on the outs. The guy on the left there watched Putin blow him off. <laughs> Shoigu is the defense minister 
Uh, this all started as a rivalry between that guy and the guy you saw a moment ago. What does it mean for us, if anything? Let's bring in Blaine Holt, Brigadier General, U.S. Air Force retired, and Gordon Chang, all-around China expert and author, uh, The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Gentlemen, welcome. And uh, Blaine Holt, if you don't mind, if you could condense all this and make sense of it, what is going on with these Wagner guys and Ukraine? I just want it to end. Uh, we all want it to end. Unfortunately, it might end really horribly for all of us uh, because there's nuclear weapons in the middle of a bunch of mafia gangs that are masquerading as leaders of countries. Uh, what we had in Prigozhin is a disgruntled employee, essentially, who didn't like the way Shoigu treated him in Bakhmut. He stages a coup a few weeks later, and it gets found out, and uh, he gets stopped dead in his tracks because he doesn't have a whole lot of support for this coup. Um, he cuts a deal. Deals are very bad to try to cut with a totalitarian dictator who's bloodthirsty, but he takes it anyway. He goes to Minsk, and we think he's there right now. Um, he should really be very careful about what he eats and what windows he walks by. At the same time, the Wagner force, is it going to reconstitute in Belarus? Looks like it is. Could it be a strike force potentially revectored for an attack on Kiev? It could be, but I think Putin's going to clean house first. Rumors are, these are rumors so far, that Surovikin, Shoigu, and the rest of them at the top of the military rungs could be in jeopardy tonight. We're just going to have to see in a few days here. All right. And Shoigu has been screwing up the thing from the very beginning. He has no yes. real experience. And Gordon Chang, China's watching every moment of this. And who are they rooting for? I mean, they're tight with Putin, but how does China play into all this? Yeah, they are rooting for Putin because Xi Jinping has a lot invested in him. They, you know, they talk about the No Limits Partnership. Also, when Xi Jinping was in Moscow um, on the March 22nd, he said to Putin that you and I are driving events in the world. So clearly, um, Xi Jinping really needs Putin because if Putin fails, and that's a real possibility, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is a possibility, then Xi Jinping is left alone to challenge the world. And Xi doesn't want to be there. He wants Putin at his side. All right. And we have uh, Joe Biden cracking jokes and losing his place. And uh, I want to show you, gentlemen, the WhatsApp message that just came to light today. You know, Hunter again demanding money from some top level Chinese official. Uh, what are these communications now that we know they've happened uh, and these relationships? What has it done to our stature in the world? Uh, this is not just some sideshow. This has real strategic ramifications, I believe, General Holt. Yeah, what we're watching is we're seeing the circumstantial evidence without the court due process play before our very eyes to confirm what we've all been worried about, that, in fact, the administration is compromised. That's not a fact yet because it's not proven in court, but we're seeing enough there to be very concerned about who's leading this country right now and the weakness that it's projecting at a time when the world seems to be storming towards World War III. And our, our four adversaries in the world, North Korea, Iran, Russia, China, they're all getting stronger while NATO uh, weakens itself because of the Ukraine war. Um, and, and, and it just goes on from there. So, uh, but now Xi Jinping, uh, to Gordon's point, um, if Putin were to fall, um, then she would have to be worried about what's going on in his country because such a fall would motivate a whole lot of Chinese. Well, let's just pretend for a moment that um, uh, it's, not, it, it's not illegal, whatever the Bidens were doing. It still undermines him. It still, I think, is unethical. And uh, Gordon, this is exactly what the Chinese have done 
all over the world, right? They try to buy public officials so they can gain influence in their countries. Yeah, they buy third world dictators. And now apparently they bought the president of the United States. And, you know, it's not just this uh, WhatsApp message. A lot more is going to come out as the House Oversight Committee looks at more documents. And the other thing is we forget about that uh, voicemail between Hunter Biden and his dad that The New York Times played. And, and that clearly uh, Joe Biden said he had been speaking to his son about Hunter's business dealings. And Joe Biden has said he's never done that. So the president of the United States has been outed by The New York Times. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more. Countries around the world are going to look at us and say the presidency of the United States has a price tag. Wow. And uh, General Holt, our military, um, I don't think it's being effectively led, certainly not by the commander in chief. From what I hear, the secretary of defense is in way over his head. Uh, is our readiness suffering? Our readiness is suffering on several fronts. Uh, it started with the demoralization of the military uh, with our terrible failure in Afghanistan. It goes on to vaccine policy that demoralized so many heroes. And then the woke culture now that's being so pervasive. So these are the things we're focused on instead of America's fight over the hill. And uh, we're giving away, you know, we're our readiness stocks are in question. Um, we've got some significant problems. The good news is if I look at the parallel in World War II, we can clean up our act pretty darn quickly if we have to. That's right. You mean we weren't ready for World War II, but we kind of made we it happen. Right. right. We had we had no tank. We had nothing. And uh, boy, oh, boy. All right. So, Gordon, uh, you're still tweeting uh, things that seem like it's the end of the uh, world, but also some some hopeful messages as well. Final final thoughts. You've told us to get ready for war. You've told us to buy water, which I have done uh, to buy uh, you know food stock and that kind of thing. Um, groceries, uh, canned goods. I've done all that stuff. What else? Well, you got to move over to Blaine Holt's uh, Montana farm. I mean, that's what you really got to do. <laughs> uh, but, you know, seriously, we got to think about those Chinese nationals coming across our southern border. They're of military age. They're not traveling with family groups. They're coming in packs of six to 15, and they're pretending not to speak English. And uh, the Border Patrol knows that some of them actually have Chinese military affiliations, right. and the Biden administration is just releasing them into the United States. We're going to have uh, acts of sabotage on the first day of a war, and a lot of those are going to be directed not only against military bases, but also civilian targets as well. Oh, boy. All right. Um, this is bad, but uh, with you gentlemen around, there's, uh, there's hope. Seriously, experts like you, we appreciate it very much. General Holt, Gordon Chang, thank you. We'll be right back. Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were you involved? No. A lot happened there. I saw confusion. Then I saw a smile. Then I saw fury. Uh, we thought we'd bring in our favorite body language expert, Scott Rouse, again to kind of break this down in some other moments uh, over the past few days. Scott, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was quite a moment, and we have it in slow motion. Um, I did see a range of uh, things going on here. What did you see? What does it mean? I think you nailed it, because what we're seeing, he's buying time. You see his mouth open up, so I, and that's what people do when something happens, and you, and you need a little time to think. 
you pause, and that's what that pause is for. And you see that's that, that uh, what we call a fake smile. It's with that squint, and it goes down real hard, and his mouth comes open. He looks away. He's thinking at that point, trying to trying to think of of what his answer is going to be, because he understands at this point he's under attack. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, buying time. That's what happens there. You mm. buy yourself another moment. Look, this is not admissible, I guess, in court, but uh, he's he's looking and sounding and, and moving like like a guilty man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's he's that initial shock with his mouth open. That's a, that could be a couple of things. That's where he's taking in oxygen. His brain goes, whoop, something's up. Your limbic system kicks in and you're trying to feed oxygen to your brain and your whole body just in case you have to run or fight somebody, something like that. So that he, he feels like he's he's under attack there. That's why he gets loud at the end with that really loud. No, yeah. he wants to shut it down. Wow. Uh, all right. Now, Hunter went to the state dinner uh, last week and I thought We'll roll the video. He was hamming it up just a little bit too much. Like, look at me. I'm having a great time. Uh, yes, I'm here. And, you know, hugging people. Uh, I, I just felt it was very conspicuous. He, he wanted to turn it on. He wanted to be seen almost overcompensating, you know, pushing the whole everything's normal routine. But is this natural what he's doing or what? Well, it's it's the classic uh, politician, you know, shaking howdy and hugging people and having them hug him, and and the smile obviously is not a, a real smile. You see glimpses of a real smile in there. I watched some of the videos that you guys sent me on this, and it was it's a little bit uh, it feels a little bit insincere. But he's trying hard to put on that good show to show everybody everything's just fine. That's what it looks like. He's trying he's trying to put on a show. All right, now. We saw something. I think it has added significance now because we know that Hunter received money from China. Uh, we know that from his own lawyers. They confirmed that. Mm. Uh, they say it was obtained legally. Good faith seed money, I think. But here is when D uh, Donald Trump brings that up in the debate. And, and the president, Biden, he does this overreaction thing with his head. Uh, zoinks it's like out of a cartoon uh, i i find this fascinating i think we might have talked about it before but what's up here mm -hmm. well usually when you see these kind of things it's it's that eye blocking and that feigned shock and surprise for show to show that he that that's not true or i don't believe that or it's the first i've heard of it so the eye the eye blocking part would be that part where he flutters his eyes, his eyelids flutter like that. And so when we hear something we don't like, or we see something we don't like, quite often we'll block our eyes, or if somebody starts saying something we don't like, we'll block our eyes. And that's what's going on here. So he, again, he's sort of prepping, prepping himself for what's going to come next. That's basically, when you see the eye fluttering like that, that hard and that head go back, then, then that that's that lets you know there's an issue there. Something Based, big is going on. Right. So overall, do you have a character assessment? Can you offer a character assessment based on what you're observing physically and, uh, you know, facially and all this stuff? Well, uh, if you compare it to the way he is now, it, things have changed tremendously. It's it's a, it's a dramatically a big change because his energy is a lot lower. He's moving a lot less. If you remember that video we saw first, where he had it looked like he had something in his mouth, or his mouth was open, and we see that lower lip flutter a little bit or jiggle a little bit. That lets us know that that's sort of a um, an insight into the degenerative issue he may be going through. So I think we're we're seeing a decline in. Uh, in him neurologically. Sure. I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a doctor. But from my point of view and for what I do for a living, that's the way we talk about it.
Well, you're amazing at what you do, and uh, it's very entertaining Thank as you. well. It's sad what's happening to Joe, but you're great. Scott uh -huh. Rouse, appreciate it so much, and we'll be right back. Guess what? Bidenomics is working. Bidenomics. Bidenomics? He wants to put his name on this crazy economy? Bidenomics? Uh, that's actually a bad marketing idea, but that's the one they're sticking with. President Biden lays out his so-called Bidenomics plan. Bidenomics is a, a, a simple and straightforward principle. The White House calls this Bidenomics. Bidenomics. Get used to it. Bidenomics, which is the word of the day, word of the week, word of the month, word of the year. You don't like Bidenomics? No, I'm just asking. I'm I think curious. It's, I think it's pretty clever. It's pretty good. It's very ill-conceived. They're pushing it uh, on TV, online. Joe Biden tweeting Bidenomics left and right. Bidenomics this, Bidenomics that. I'm no economist, but Bidenomics is, uh, is bad if you really want to look at it. And the whole idea of calling it Bidenomics, its history isn't so hot. Now, I love Ronald Reagan, but Ronald Reagan and the Reagan administration, Reaganomics actually was something of a pejorative. George H.W. Bush called it voodoo economics. They preferred in the Reagan administration talking about free market economics. But Reaganomics, I mean... Walter Mondale tried, tried to make Reaganomics a dirty word. 1982. Reaganomics sinks our country into the deepest recession on unemployment in 50 years. Now Ronald Reagan says the economy is moving up. It is. Up on a mountain of debt and record Reagan deficits. More borrowing than all the other presidents in history combined. That'll drive interest rates up, slow the economy down, and then... If you're thinking of voting for Ronald Reagan in 1984, think of what will happen in 1985. 85, I think, was a pretty good year, and most people were thinking of voting for Ronald Reagan in 1984. He won every state except Walter Mondale's Minnesota, and I think Reagan actually let him win Minnesota. So Joe went to, uh, where was he, Chicago today to talk about the economy? Was it Chicago? Chicago. And, um, well... Here he is laying out Bidenomics. I made a commitment when I got elected. No one in America making under $400,000 ever have to pay a single penny more in federal taxes as long as I'm president. And I've kept that promise. Yeah, it's a great line, but it's not true. Let's put up the response. The RNC was live tweeting all this stuff. Biden has raised taxes for Americans, making as little as $20,000 per year in some cases. Yes, that is true. Next, please. Just in my first two years in office, my team and I have reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion, more than any president had. Just in two years. Even his liberal supporters say that this is a big, fat whopper of a lie. Uh, the actions of the Biden administration and Congress have undoubtedly resulted in higher deficits, not smaller ones. That's from Moody's. Next, please. Today, inflation is less than half, less than half of what it was a year ago. And then inflation caused by Russia and by the war in Ukraine and by what's going on. Inflation uh, caused by Russia and uh, Ukraine and what was going on. What about what was going on, especially with gas prices before before uh, the war in Ukraine? Anyway, take responsibility, Joe. 
That's not really in his DNA. Career politicians don't do that, and Joe is not going to change his stripes at, uh, at this point, is he? Very sad. Bidenomics is going to be seen as a very negative thing, and they're going to regret using this little uh, mnemonic device. Okay, be right back. He loves the Constitution. He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax. So what do we think? Is that a strap from a sleep apnea mask or what? What's going on there? Um, hmm. I actually don't see anything in this picture. Is he really wearing one of these sleep apnea masks or not? Anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, sleep well tonight. Uh, please consider resigning. <laughs> and thank you for watching. I'll see you tomorrow.